Welcome to the Wonderless Virtual Assistant Podcast. I'm Rebecca, VA coach, business author, and digital nomad. Through empowered mentorship, I coach women to embrace their dreams and build an online biz that unleashes their freedom. On today's episode, I chat with Miss Janine Brown, who I have known since the beginning of my virtual assistant journey. We enrolled in the same VA program under the same VA mentor, and it is just really fun to see where our businesses have taken us now. So tune in because Janine and I are going to talk about authentic marketing and how the industry is shifting more towards seeing people for who they truly are. So let's begin. We are live on both Facebook and Instagram. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to start this. Please let me introduce you to the most amazing Janine. And Janine and I are going to be kind of hanging out as friends do, but definitely packing in a lot of value because Janine is an absolute wizard, authentic AF. Uh, content strategist and we also just want to you know our goal is always to create community around virtual assisting and online businesses and all this kind of stuff so we also just kind of want to you know chat about how you know Janine went from BA to content strategist and you know what she does now so Janine hello everyone (laughs) That was the most amazing welcome I think I've ever received. So thank you very much. (laughs) Um, So my story. So actually, Rebecca and I both started in the same VA cohort. So we we go back quite a ways. Um, Yeah, so we did the same VA program with um, Katie Kidd, which Rebecca is now running, which is absolutely amazing. High fives. And yeah, so we both went through this program. We were both essentially, I think, at probably around the same place, stuck in like a nine to five job that we were in love with. We didn't know really what to do about it. So we just kind of took this leap and went into learning about becoming a virtual assistant. And let me tell you, it's like I've never done LSD before, but <laughs> like related to anything, it's like this whole other world just like opens up for you and you're like all of these possibilities and things that I just had thought were like just like crazy dreams or like things that happen to people in movies or like aren't like real life possibilities just all of a sudden open up to you and you just start to see like what's actually possible for your life and it's like it's insane (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so literally that is the exact exact expression I said except I said acid instead of LSD (laughs) I might have gotten it from you actually (laughs) I was like oh my god I think this is what an acid trip is like when you start your VA business you start working online and like all of these possibilities that you didn't realize have been here the whole time you just weren't looking in the right place I love that So I just want to like tag in here right now because uh, Instagram comments are blowing up, which I'm so excited about. So anyone watching on either Facebook or Instagram, put it in the comments. 
let us know. We are watching them. If you have any questions, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, everyone who's popping on. Oh my gosh, Rachel, been on this acid trip for three years and it keeps getting better. I love it. So let us know in the comments. We're hanging out with all of you today. So uh, one thing, oh, Rebecca, your audio is echoing a bit. I know it's because I've got my phone. My phone's not going to go totally silent. And so I think that's why. I think I, I muted you as well on my laptop. So hopefully that helps. Oh, maybe that helps too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. There might be some echo because we're just doing all these lives and we've never done this before. So bear with us. Um, yeah. One thing that Janine touched on that I don't want it to go unnoticed is that she and I met each other going through the Laptop Freedom Program together. And that is insane. Like we went through, we were in the same cohort and Ladies, like this is why we do the program in cohorts and communities because you literally make friendships for life. And then like as people, as VAs, businesses grow and, and niche down and explore different things, like you continue to learn from each other. You continue to explore from each other. So we went through the same LFP cohort through the program. Like Janine says, it's now the program I run. And Janine and I have actually met in person, which is really, really cool. And it, yeah, it's just like so fun how you make these boss babe relationships and how important they are. Like Janine, how important do you think community was for you in in like your journey, like starting this business and surviving. Yeah, insane. Like it's so true. Like the people I've met online, I've made like better friends through the online world. And some of them I haven't even met in person, which is kind of strange, but <laughs> it's like a totally different world. Like my real, like I, my work friends or like my past life, I call it friends are just like a totally different vibe, like totally different everything than my online friends. And it's like, the connections you make just because you're you're going through the same like whirlwind of self-development and learning and pushing yourself and it's hard like it's hard as fuck I don't know if I'm not just around here but you go through totally. this journey together and you just build these insane connections with people that you definitely or I would not have otherwise for sure and yeah it's like, so true it's it would be I can't imagine trying to do it on my own like it, I don't think I would have you know it's just it's too hard. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and like, you know, the, I love it. The comments are blowing up. Rachel's like, same. Stephanie's like, oh my God, me too. Like it's, it's the community is so important. And when you have, and you know, this is a question I actually asked in the Wonderless Facebook group today. I was like, how many of you ladies follow individual female online entrepreneurs? And like, all you see is them like alone working by themselves or like working in their home office. And it's like, that's not what it's like. Like these women are all, we're all connected. We're all integrated. We're leaning on each other. We're asking each other questions. We're like going to each other for expertise and their niche. And it is so cool being in like a virtual round table of other women starting businesses and I know there's so many women who go through the Laptop Freedom Program who have nine to fives. And as they go through the program and they start to do their VA businesses, they 
start to feel alienated from their nine to five coworkers. Cause they're like, wait a second, mm-hmm. we're not developing the same way anymore. Absolutely. It starts, at least for me, it started to feel like I had two totally separate lives and I was two separate people, like completely different people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Janine, for you, what made you look into virtual assisting and like online work? Like we'll, we'll get into the fact that you do this like amazing content strategy now, but like for the people, let's like start at the beginning. Yeah. So I had like kind of always had like a spark of like an entrepreneurial spirit my most of my life. And I had like gotten into this nine to five job that paid quite well, but was also like the very stereotypical like cubicle like nine to five work all day like look forward to the weekends and it just got really depressing to me like I just saw that cycle of like dread Mondays like live for the weekends and then just like until eternity and then you retire and then it's like I don't want to live my life that way and it's quite frankly boring um and I had like tried to start a bunch of random businesses in the past like I was trying to sell like socks on Amazon and like I don't even know, like I tried to make jewelry and like I was going to be like a photographer and all of this stuff. I just like didn't really, it fizzled out as soon as it got hard, right? It like kind of figured out that it's definitely not easy. Um, But how did I get into virtual assisting? I found actually Rachel, who's I think watching was, Mm -hmm. yeah, she um, was traveling the world and living like this amazing life. And I was like, how are you doing this? And she told me about it. And I like, I, I don't know if I would have done it if I didn't know someone who was doing it. Cause I think I probably mm-hmm. would have thought it was a scam. Cause I was very like that kind of mindset. Like, yeah, that's not real. Like people are just trying to get your money and like, it doesn't actually work out, but it totally, it's a real thing. <laughs> like, and it's definitely like from what I've seen in years of experience of trying to start businesses and trying to like make money online, it is the easiest way by far to actually earn a living online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sorry I just have to turn you down on my phone again there's echo oh yeah you know, Janine there was something that there's two things that you said that were so powerful one made me laugh that was the online businesses that you tried to start so here is my list <laughs> uh like four travel blogs um uh, like influencer, ski bum, Instagram account, um, a YouTube channel, drop shipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I clearly was desperate on like trying to work remotely, but I didn't have computer tech skills. I didn't have design skills. And yeah. And then finally like virtual assisting showed up somewhere. I mean, I don't, yeah. And the other thing that you said is, you know, it would, would you have done it if you didn't know other people doing it? Cause you would have thought it was a scam. Honestly, like anyone watching this, please put in the comments, like one of these emojis. If you were like, yeah, at some point I was like, is virtual assisting a scam? Like, is it an MLM? Is it a pyramid scheme? Is it too good to be true? Are people just trying to take my money? And Rachel, who you mentioned, I remember chatting with her about her journey because she was like the first, the first mm-hmm. person ever to join the VA program. And 
she was like, you know what? I just realized that I'm going to do the payment plan option. And if this is a scam, I'll just cancel the credit card. <laughs> that was the story. And I was like, that's brilliant. That like allowed you to take the leap. Totally. totally. Yeah. Totally. I love it. Okay. Wait, I want to read some comments. Rachel had to go. Stephanie's like, we love helping each other. I wave to Christy. Hello. Kate's like drop shipping. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, my drop shipping store was raincoats and umbrellas. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I, I feel like that's better than socks though. I love it when like I used to get reminded of all my like dead business ventures in the past when I get those emails that like your domain is about to expire. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> It's like all of these random things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, Kate even says here she did the course because she knew someone who did it. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why it's so important to ask critical questions when you are looking at something that seems too good to be true. Like, feel empowered to ask questions. Worst case scenario, like, you unfriend me and like block my message, whatever, right? But like, I would, this would be the most exhausting scam ever if I was scamming people. Like, right. <laughs> so tired. Of ways to make money. <laughs> oh, my dear. <laughs> oh, my God. Lexi's chatting with us on Facebook. So we've got Lexi saying, I don't know what I thought. I, I don't know that I thought it was a scam. I just didn't know that I wanted exactly all, what I wanted already existed. Like, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's like it's like it. She knew it wasn't a scam. She just didn't realize that what she could have, like, actually already existed. Totally, that is actually possible. Yeah, yeah. it was funny. Lexi joined us on our virtual hangout last week, and she's like, "I can't believe I found a way to travel the world, and I don't have to be a millionaire and own a yacht." <laughs> I was like, so "Yeah, totally. So <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay." So Janine, people are here to hear about our virtual assistant stories, but here's the thing. We also want to hear about how you got to content strategists in the nip of time. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and like how that connects to the journey. Yeah. So actually when I was in, during the VA course, I totally got shiny object syndrome and was like, Actually, I kind of want to mention this because I think it's a really good thing to bring up right now. So I had spent like before I got into this BA course, I had spent like years and years essentially like climbing this corporate ladder, right? And I was at this point where it was like, I felt like I was good at what I did. I was making a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. But then learning about the VA thing, it, it, it felt initially like it would be going a bit backwards. Because mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, I don't want to be doing like this mindless work that anyone can do it's like data entry and like it's paying like way less than what I'm making now and like it's it was almost like an ego thing for me and what I realize now is that when you I would have gotten farther faster if I had like been more committed to the VA thing in the beginning because it's not about staying there at all but it's about how much you learn just working with the solopreneurs that you would have worked with mm -hmm. and and helping them to build their businesses this is essentially what you're doing mm -hmm. so when you are ready to build your own business it's like you already know what to do 
Totally. Isn't that yeah. insane? Like you yeah. literally get to be in the back end of someone's business. <laughs> and get paid for it. And get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting paid to run other people's businesses. Yeah, exactly. Totally. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was just one thing that I maybe would have done differently if I was to go back and do it again. Um, anyway, so I got totally sidetracked into like, into Facebook advertising. And I was like, it was really, really interesting to me. And I'm like, I'm just going to go all in on these Facebook ads. And from there, I kind of got sucked into this like vortex of like marketing strategy. And it was all the like sleazy, like at, at the beginning, it was all this sleazy, like annoying, spammy, just like manipulation based marketing that's like click, click like in the next two minutes or it's going to disappear. And like you, there's only like three spots left when there's actually like a hundred or whatever. And just like all of that kind of crap. And I got burned out of that pretty quick and was like, why? Like, this is so fascinating to me, but I don't want to spend my life doing this. Like, it feels disgusting. So kind of took a break and then just started learning more and more about just organic and like heart-centered and ways to do it that aren't that essentially. And just really client-focused um, and business-focused rather than how much money can I make? It's about how deeply can I help people? And then letting that come into right <laughs> so yeah and the, the thing is what I've really learned is there's so many different ways to get to the same place and there's no like one right way to market your business or there's no like one right way to do business you just have to find the way that works for you and that you're actually going to do because if it doesn't feel good to you you're not going to do it at least not for very long right mm -hmm. So if it doesn't feel good, there's, there is a different way and you just have to keep searching to find that way that actually does feel good. Mm. So, so true. Okay. Yeah. Anyone watching, tell me if you can like smell gimmicky marketing sales from a million miles away and it makes you want to wash your hands and barf. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Like uh, I literally unsubscribed from someone's mailing list today because they were bombarding me with emails that were like, like, you know, fake. Okay. Okay. This, okay. I have to just share this because anyone and anyone who has signed up for a webinar will know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Here is the like classic webinar experience. And you know what? Like if, like you said, there's no one way to do it. And it's about finding the way that works for you. So I'm not like criticizing these people. I'm just saying like, I can now smell it officially from a million miles away. So Facebook ad, hey, sign up for this free webinar. So you click on it, you give your email and your name, you then are, you know, told that the webinar is playing at like all of these times. So you're like, obviously it's pre-recorded. And then you get it, you select a time, you get an email reminding you that it's tomorrow, that it's an hour from now, that it's 15 minutes from now, that it's starting now. You have to click, you have to click. You then watch the webinar, obviously pre recorded. And then at the end, it's like, okay, like now that you've watched the webinar, here's the course that we're offering and we're offering you a discount. These are things that I've even done and, you know, they've proven to work for some people. But here is the like, you, you see this every time. If you, there's like a countdown timer at the end of the webinar. If you don't join, you miss the discount. So I always 
not join. And then I literally like count to 10 and it's like, boom, email. I know you didn't take us up on your offer, but here it is again, one last time. And it's like so cookie cutter. They all do that. And, you know, again, it works for a certain type of people, but it's, I, I'm like always sign up for like webinars because I'm studying them more like, mm -hmm. and they're all exactly the same. So I don't fall for them anymore. I don't mm -hmm. fall for those countdown timers because they're just a gimmick. And like, I would rather have a call with someone or hang out with someone or whatever. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And the problem with doing those sort of tactics is that you end up, if you do bring people into your program, you end up with people in there who are defensive and who are just because part of them feels like they've been tricked into buying, right? So they're going to be defensive. They're not going to be totally emotionally invested into your like program, whatever you're doing. And they're going to maybe be the people who are like looking for a refund or not like fully putting in the work and stuff like that because they don't they're not fully aware of what it actually is and what's actually involved totally totally yeah I mean it's such yeah. a difference when you know that people are making a decision because no, sorry that are making a decision and they know it's their decision yes exactly and what I've found actually is if you're just upfront in your content and really, really honest about your process, lots of people are like, don't tell, don't, don't say the how because people like run off and try to do it by themselves. But like people don't hire coaches to tell them like what to do. Like you can Google literally anything and find out what to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they hire coaches for the support and for like the one-on-one -on -one attention. So you sharing the how in your content and just putting it into context of a way that solves their specific problems is going to like first make them aware that you can solve their problems and you actually do know what you're talking about and it also gives them like an idea of your process and what they what is actually entailed in your offer so they're fully aware going in and they're not gonna you're not gonna end up on sales calls with people who are like i can't afford it or like asking you a hundred questions about what it what you what you're actually going to do to help them or asking to like speak to past clients and stuff like that because they're already fully aware and believe that you can help them before they get on the call mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so who do you support mostly with your content strategy um right now just online coaches essentially yeah yeah, yeah. and like, okay, so we have to dive into this because I'm obsessed. You made a post on your Instagram. And if you guys don't follow Janine yet, follow Janine. Her stories are all about the like badass life she lives, like being, you know, on the beaches of the West Coast and mountain biking and like all that cool stuff. And then her posts are so potent. And <laughs> hey, you shared one that I needed to hear and it was about like I don't need to do reels on Instagram and you just posted another one today about like I don't have to be doing high energy dancing so like like dive into yes. that a bit more yeah so all of those things like the reels and the like overly hypey marketing that you see on people's stories where they're just it just seems like a fake energy and they're like acting like super pretend excited about their offer or like they're even just like bikini pictures or whatever it's 
it's all just different ways to get people's attention, right? And it's really the majority of the time covering up for the fact that their content isn't dialed in enough. So they're not specific enough about the exact problem that they're solving and then putting it into context and speaking to that exact person. So they have to like show up in these ways that like are over the top trying to grab people's attention. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you are the type of person who enjoys making reels and all that stuff, like go for it. I'm not right. saying it's wrong. It's just, it's just a different, it's all just a different way to get to the same place, right? It's all just about making, um, getting the person you want to help to believe that you can actually solve their problem. I love that. I yeah. love it. So, so you're like much more of the belief that's like, there are multiple ways of doing it, but the way that you should do it is the way that feels best to you. Yes, totally. Because And feels- why? If it feels gross to you or icky, your energy is going to be off, right? Um, if it feels, if it's something you hate doing, like if you're a total introvert and you just hate showing up on camera, you hate posting selfies or whatever, you're not going to, you're not going to do it for very long. Like if you feel like you have to change who you are in order to be successful, then you're, it's, it's just going to be a battle the whole entire time. And what is the point then, right? Like it's not, it's not going to be enjoyable. So at that point, like, what is your definition of success? Totally. Totally. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So if you were a virtual assistant, because we've talked about coaching and that's who you work with, can you like flip that? And what if you were like a virtual assistant looking for clients? Do you have any like thing that you would share on that? Yes. So for virtual assistants, I would say your best bet would be to specialize into something that you do really well and you really enjoy doing, which I think you usually end up doing normally once you kind of get um, going on your career path as a VA. So things like design or like um, tech or whatever, and then just go all in on like marketing that. And that's what people are going to pay a higher money for is the specialization. So um, I guess Facebook or Instagram, on Instagram, I would just like create your bio around the problem that you solve and then just start like following the people who you want to help and interacting with them. So Mm -hmm. coaches, solopreneurs, that kind of stuff, but just um, focus it and your bio and what you speak about in your content around that problem that you help them solve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something you touched on that's so that's, that's really worth reiterating is creating connection you know, like VAs don't need to be going out there and like creating Facebook ads. Um, no, not at all. Right. Like they can. And I know that so many VAs, they think of marketing and networking and it sounds like gross and salesy and gimmicky. And they're like, I don't know how to talk about my business to someone without sounding like I'm trying to sell them a car. <laughs> and like, it doesn't, have to feel that way and I think a lot of that the feeling comes from within and it's sort of what you're touching on it's like well car salesman feels gross to you that's why you don't want to do it 
but like creating authentic connection and asking this person questions about their business and what struggles they currently have. And then like shining how you could support them and how awesome would that be for both of you? Yes. Um, that's, that's not selling someone a car that is like creating authentic connection and there it's win it's potentially win-win and okay. yes, the person pays you, but like you are doing services for them. That is normal. That is the economy welcome, but you know, they're, Oh, I think, do we lose your audio? Oh, can you, oh, wait, it's back. It's back. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, you know, every so often I'll message someone, they'll be like, oh, do I have to find my own clients? And then I'm like, okay, well, it depends. Like you could maybe just go to an agency and if you like really don't want to do any of that kind of marketing and have none of that connection. But to be honest, those relationships and that connection, kind of what you were touching on before, like supporting someone and building their business, that's kind of the best part. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Something that you mentioned about the used car thing. I think a lot of the reason why people feel like that when they try to go and make connections is because in their head, their goal is to sell something. But yeah. if you make your goal literally just only to build connections, then it makes it a lot more genuine because it opens up and you're able to be more of yourself rather than trying to constantly think of like, how am I going to pitch my thing or how am I going to get them like to, and just be just be genuinely, genuinely curious about them. And usually they in turn will become curious about you. Totally, totally. And trust, right? Like trust that when you create connection with a potential student or a potential client, like whether you're a coach, whether you're a VA, that if you are creating authentic connection, the other thing you're doing is you're kind of filtering out the bad, like the people who you shouldn't, work with yes. or aren't a good fit exactly you know if everyone just like filled out a form or like an application like for lfp we have an application but then i always like have a conversation with people because i'm like i'm not stupid i know anyone could fill out an application but like what is it like hopping on a call with me and and what kind of questions are you asking are you like are you asking really empowered like self-worth questions or you know, are you just sitting there and letting me chat your ear off? Like these are all filters that I'm going through that coaches can go through for their students. And that is like what a Facebook ad to free webinar to whatever funnel that you miss out on. And so maybe your offer just doesn't have that same interaction. Totally, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because when you're a VA, like you want to, you are potentially interacting with your client a lot. And so you want to know that it's going to be good. But you know, if you're, if you're a coach that has a self paced automated program, and you're not interacting with the people at all, maybe that doesn't matter as much. I would say that it does. But I mean <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. Tell us why. <laughs> I mean, if you're just selling like courses where you're not involved at all it might not matter as much but if if you're planning to like coach these people you want yeah. to like know that you can actually like you actually vibe with them and get along with them and that you can actually help them before you sell them something yeah as well so yeah yeah 
and the trust goes both ways that way and it just like it's so much more you can go so much more deeper as a coach when you have this like real connection with this person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which leads to both of you getting better results the client gets better results which is better for the coach so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so tell us a little bit Janine about the process that you take coaches through yeah so everyone says this and you're like you'll hear it everywhere but like figuring out who you help is so so important and lots of times when people go and try to do this they run into questions like what does your ideal client eat for breakfast like what is their like brother's name like and just like what color is their hair and just like all of these random questions that seem irrelevant and people just end up picking and just like it feels like they're just like randomly answering these questions so that they can like choose some type of person and that they can like then tell their coach like here I have my ideal client which Mm -hmm. doesn't really benefit anyone (laughs) so Mm -hmm. what I do is I like to take um, my clients through a process where we look at actually all of the people that they have helped in the past and we say like okay who did you a absolutely love work with working with and got like the best results and then we look at that and be like okay what like why did that person get these amazing results over like these other people or this other type of person and we take like lots of times it's due to the skills the like journey like where they currently are at in their journey like because everyone comes into a program with things to bring to the table right people aren't just blank slates so they have like mind they can have mindset issues they can have like past experience doing like sales for example or whatever but the people who get the best results are going to have some like quality or skill or history that enabled them to get those amazing results. So we take those things and then put that into the criteria for the ideal client. And then that way it's like focused on who you can best help rather than just feeling like you're picking someone at random. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. I think my head just exploded. (laughs) I don't know how, I can go on and on about this forever. So I don't know how much you guys want to know. Well, it's powerful. It's powerful for coaches and VAs, right? It's like, but you're so right because the, the cliche, the cliche exercise is to like create an avatar. Like her name is Sarah. She is between 25 and 30. She likes to go shopping on the weekends. She drinks green smoothies and she loves to travel. Like, I'm pretty sure my avatar is named Sarah. Right. But to actually like go back through and identify like, who did you enjoy working with the best and, you know, got the results that, you know, excited you the most. What is that person like? Mm-hmm. what are the qual? those are like real human qualities so that I'm not fantasizing it I'm like actually creating a real person yes yes and then the key is to like be like okay what was the result that you got for them and then because you have that criteria now for your ideal client it makes it like much much more likely for you to get those results for your new clients who come in because they match up on all of those qualities which is better for the clients and better for the coach because they're all getting these great results. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. There's, um, there's a VA gal in the Laptop Freedom Program right now, and she just made a website. And I looked it over and I was like, website's awesome, looks super cool. But like, you're not shining through. And I know her ideal client. And I'm like, your ideal client doesn't know this is for them. And so we like talked about how if like, I was like, if you were your ideal client, like what would you, what would your experience be when you landed on your website? And so sort of like putting yourself in that person's shoes and then going from there, like, what do they want to see? What do they want to hear? What problems do they have? What solutions do they need right now? Where are they in their journey and their process? Yes, 100% nailed it. Cause so many people like they'll think of even just their title, like I've seen coaches call themselves like, like, I don't even know what that means, you know, <laughs> like, oh my and, God, that's very, all like <laughs> yeah, and it's very like original and creative. But if you're the person who you're trying to sell to doesn't know what it means, and they're not like, as likely to be interested either. And just things like things like that, and things like speaking at like a level higher than where their client is at so especially like in this kind of spiritual coaching world I see a lot of spiritual coaches saying things like they help their clients to like evolve their soul or like stuff like that and it's like okay that's like the process you use but in their eyes that's not their end result that's not the reason that they're signing up with you they're signing up with you because they want to like get rid of their anxiety right or something like that Mm. so it's just like really putting yourself into the space where your ideal clients are at right now and just looking at yeah like you said through the lens of like what their experience is and speaking to that rather than from where you are oh and that's not always easy no because you're so in it and it just comes naturally to you but it's hard to remember that it's not that way for the people you're helping usually totally I had a meeting yesterday with an amazing gal on my team and she came up with the idea. She's like, you know, we might want to put something out like a quiz or something that people can interact with who, who still don't even know what virtual assisting is, but they like, and I was like, oh my God, of course. Like that's exactly where I was. And like circling back to the beginning of your and my story, like we searched blogs, we searched YouTube, we we started drop shipping, like because we didn't know about virtual assisting. And I find that like, I am kind of running my business at the assumption that people even know virtual assisting is an option. And I'm like missing out on like, providing value and knowledge to all of those women who are circling the desire to work remotely, but don't know about virtual assisting yet. 100%. Yeah. Cause you're right. Cause I'm in it. Like I know what it is. I'm in it. And it's like, it's tough for me to go back to the beginning of my process. Remember what that was like, speak to those people. Yeah. Yeah, because from their perspective, they're like, I don't know what a virtual assistant is. Like, can I even be one? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, totally. Yeah, that, like base layer. Totally. And you know, like all of all of what you're saying also totally applies to virtual assisting too. 
Um, like for example, Kate, who is watching here on Instagram live, she is like a badass VA for um, like fashion businesses. And she started an Instagram account and her bio is like that specific so that, so that like fashion business, I think it's even like small eco-friendly fashion businesses or whatever it is. Sorry, Kate, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's so laser that people are like, oh, that's me. Yes. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's literally, that's, that's me. She's literally talking to me. Yes. And then it's like, it's because, you know, a lot of VAs, they start Instagrams or, or like exactly what you were saying about coaches. And it's too general. It's way too general or it's vague. And it's like, I don't know who you're helping or how you help or what problem you're solving. It's exactly. too vague, but there's that cliche line. Like if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. And it just, you say that, but it's, yeah, like you said, it's so cliche. It just doesn't, it just doesn't register a lot of times with people. The other thing I see is that they're trying to be creative and it just doesn't, people aren't like on Instagram to try and figure out what this like word means or what you're trying to say. Like it has to be like clear, crystal clear yeah. for them to stop and even look at it or else they're just going to zoom right by it. Totally. Totally. Kate has, has posted, she's commented on Facebook. She's like, it's working. I had a potential client contact me. Thanks for showing me that. Like, cause her, oh, yeah. Right. Like she, she's just, she's literally like pointing her finger at her potential client is like you, I'm talking to you. Yes. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> and That's that awesome. really helped getting crystal clear. And I know for some like VAs, it, it kind of serves them to start off a bit more general because niching down is what's going to come later to them. But you kind of, you, you touched on that already. It's sort of, you kind of naturally niche down mm -hmm. um not everyone and you absolutely don't have to but it it does sort of it's something that people naturally do and then as you get more specific you need to be like marketing that like you need to be adjusting your strategy so that people know who you're talking to and what you do exactly and just always thinking about what is the problem that i solve what is and the problem that I saw? Explaining that rather, because I see lots of coaches like trying to sell coaching. And it's like, if you just, rather than trying to sell coaching, like sold the result or the like, the where, like the outcome, right? Yeah. And that's what's going to bring people in. They don't care about the coaching. They care about the outcome. Yeah. You've got me like thinking myself too. Because it is interesting, I have had a number of women join the Laptop Freedom Program who have already given virtual assisting a try and mm -hmm. either like, you know, weren't able to get it up in the timeline that they wanted or are virtual assistants, but just feel like they're not doing it properly. It's amazing how many are coming to like me or the program or whatever because they want to do it right you know and I should probably be more clear on my on my <laughs> you know marketing about that because it's totally what you said Janine like you can google all of this stuff that's not why people invest in mentors you know people are like I don't need to reinvent the wheel that's why they invest in programs it's like great and then also for that accountability and that mentorship and mm -hmm, that's so true. Yeah, exactly. I love it. 
I love it. Okay. Well, we do have a couple more minutes. I, I'm conscious because I know Instagram only lets you go live for 60 minutes or whatever. Yeah, um, is there anything like you want to kind of share towards, doesn't matter, like coaching, VAs, just around like content strategy, just being authentic. And like you said, just finding the route that's best for you because there's lots of different ones. Yeah, so, well... So for my journey, at least like what I've learned over this whole two years is I've like tried all of these different tactics and like strategies and it's always come back to like, like lots of times I thought like this was the only way, right? And it's like, I felt uncomfortable doing this, but I thought that this is what I had to do in order to be successful. And if it doesn't feel good to you, if it feels gross or icky, like don't do it. There's definitely a better way. And there's a difference between feeling icky and gross about it and feeling uncomfortable about it. Like it's, it's okay to push yourself out of your comfort mm -hmm. zone. Um, but if it feels like gross, that's a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. and just, I just kept coming back to like, there's, there's always a better way that doesn't feel gross. You just have mm -hmm. to keep looking. And, yeah. I think that was like the whole inspiration around like me doing like these and virtual hangouts and all that kind of stuff. Cause what feels, what feels like most aligned for me and like any coaches that are watching this, um, the program I run is like very high touch mentoring and I'm talking to the women all the time and I'm creating friendships with them. And then there's ongoing support in the alumni group. So like any coaches that have like high touch mentoring programs too, this was what resonated with me that I was like, if I'm going to be offering to people, hanging out with me, chatting with me, coaching calls with me, interacting with me, then like, I should start now. Like I should like this, like I need to be clear on why, like what it's like to hang out with me. How terrible would it be if you joined a program and then didn't like the sound of my voice or thought my sense of humor was lame. And so it's like, I want, there was the inspiration of like virtual hangouts and this, it's like, this is what it's like. This is what I'm like. And yes. if we're going to spend four months together, then like, I want you to like me and I want to like you. And so here I am. And that feels that type of like marketing feels better to me than stuff that's more that's less interactive yes because you're not trying to be someone you're not right yeah I'm terrible yeah. at that <laughs> that's good though <laughs> like I cannot make a reel if my life depended on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, people are saying hi. Kate said something else on Facebook too. She, you're obviously like giving tons of value to Kate because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about this too. Yeah. Social media, marketing for fashion labels, creating content that helps the customer rather than sell to them, show them how the style fits rather than, she's like mind blown. She literally put the mind blown oh. emoji. That's and that's awesome. like, you know, these kind of, again, literally Janine, this is why these conversations between other women who are starting businesses are so valuable. Because totally. if you can walk away with even the smallest inspiration that maybe you wouldn't have had, then perfect. That's why we're exactly. here. Exactly. 
someone mentioned to me actually I don't know if Ashley is on the live but so she mentioned a phrase that she heard at a conference I think and at first she told me this phrase and I'm like this is the most ridiculous thing like I've ever heard but it's just like stuck in my brain and so it's um oh my god I'm gonna forget it now um something I'm gonna type it in the chat after but it's incre something incrementalism and it's essentially just like speaking to the fact that people a lot of times in their entrepreneur journeys are just like waiting for this like big break to happen and from my experience at least it's just it doesn't happen that way it just happens in like small increments mm -hmm. and it's just like increment 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 and then you just like slowly like look back and like two years have gone by and you're like holy crap look how far I've come right right <laughs> like literally yeah yeah it's so true and that gives me a lot of comfort as well because I agree with you and I think that we're also fed a lot of stories and they're true but we're just not really like we're not a lot of a, a large percentage of the the success stories that we're told are when people hit like rock fucking bottom and then they become the best in the world and I'm like we don't have to all hit rock bottom to do well. Like that's not yeah. the only story, but that's like the one that works well for Hollywood. That's, you know, that's the one that, that gets people to the box office, but it's, it's not necessarily like crash to the bottom. I have to go broke. I have to like live in a box on the street. And now I'm a millionaire. Like it can literally just be step by step by step, climb by climb by climb. Yeah. And just keep going. Oh my gosh, I love all these people. We've got Michelle join. Hello, Kinney. Hello, oh Jess. She's catching the replay later. Yes, Jess, it's on Facebook. And then I believe Instagram Live puts it on my highlights as well. Um, anyone who's joining now, I really encourage you to rewatch this. Basically, what Janine and I do is we spend the first couple of minutes talking about our VA journeys, how we know each other which is so fucking cool, like so unique how Janine and I know each other. And then we really kind of jump into Janine sharing her like expertise, which is really like, let's remember that Janine definitely went down the Facebook ads route. Like she, she knows the non-authentic stuff. And I mean, I should be careful with my language. None of this is bad, but it's like, yeah. she knows that stuff. And now she helps entrepreneurs with much more like authentic content strategy. And she just is all about really being you because if you are you, then you're going to attract people who like you for being you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what we want. Like that's what BAs want clients that like you and, and coaches want students that like them. Like it's, that you know like the dollars will come the mm -hmm. dollars the dollars will come it's like if you are starting a coaching business if you're starting a VA business what you are partially saying to like the universe is that like you are not chasing the pension you're not chasing the big corporate ladder you're not chasing the dollars you're willing to make a pivot make a shift and chase what is more aligned with you totally. and 
you've got to do that too. You've got to like commit to that as much as you say that you want to do it. Exactly. Relentless incrementalism. That was the word. (laughs) I love that. Right. It's just like stuck in my head. And like, the more I think about it, the more I love it. And you know what? That actually aligns so much with one thing that I really believe in. And you know, this as well. We were taught this by the most amazing Katie is celebrating, celebrate, 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 like celebrate those increments, no matter how big or how small they are, celebrate them so that you are reminded that you are succeeding. You are doing better. It builds your confidence. It, it makes it more sustainable. It makes it fun. Absolutely. And just, while you're being relentless and while you're doing <laughs> relentless increments, celebrate each one too. <laughs> yes, exactly. And like so many times we wait for like, I wait, I tried to wait like a year or something to drink this bottle of champagne until I made like however much money I wanted to make. And eventually I was just like, you know what? Like, screw it. Like life is now. Like <laughs> today is the day to celebrate. Like drink the fucking champagne. Oh my God. Literally people, please raise your hands. If you have held on to a bottle of champagne for the perfect moment and like mm-hmm. no moment seemed perfect enough. I did that. I did it. My first bottle of like Veuve Clicquot, I think I went past like multiple birthdays. Cause I was like, Oh, I have a birthday every year. It's not that special, you know? And like, I could justify so many reasons why like it wasn't good enough to celebrate or pop this bottle and then you know what I did I was like fuck it these things are like 50 bucks let's fucking just like crack this thing open for the most random thing and we ended up celebrating a small thing and that to me was such a tipping moment in just celebrating like yes enjoy the ride build that confidence why not you know exactly yeah Trust that you're going to be working hard and doing the relentless increments. Exactly. Thank you for listening to the Wonderless VA podcast. I hope this episode and many more help you fulfill your VA dreams. To learn more about virtual assisting, you can find us on all the channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.